0: Welcome to episode 239 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, how to lose weight and love your life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I have a special episode for you today. I'm sharing the audio from a Facebook Live that I recorded inside the Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. So if you are not a member of this Facebook group, come join us. Head over to Facebook and just search for Thriving as a Physician and request access. You do need to be a physician to join that group. But I thought this topic that I was talking about in this Facebook Live is so important. We're talking about how to break down big goals. So if you have a big goal, how do you stay out of overwhelm with it and actually make progress towards it? I'm giving you really practical tips based on my learning around doing the half marathon that I just did. And working on my big running goal and noticing how my brain was working with it. So I thought that this would be a really good Facebook Live to share with you guys because I think you all will benefit from this information. And if you love what you hear, remember coming and joining us inside that Facebook group gives you the best of both worlds. You get to enjoy the podcast, which I release content every week, but also then there's these extra little bonuses that I do inside the Facebook group as well. It's just a really supportive, amazing group of women physicians. So head over to Facebook, search for Thriving as a Physician and request access to join the Facebook group. All right, let's get to the recording. I wanted to go live for you. It's been a while since I've had a chance to be live in the group and I have a really good topic that I wanna talk to you about today. So today we're gonna talk about dealing with that overwhelm that often comes up with big goals. And I'm going to use the examples that... I've had in my own life recently with running this half marathon that I just ran a couple weekends ago, and the running goals that I have. And what I did while I was running it and afterwards was just noticed how my mind was working around this goal that I still haven't reached. I've had this big goal for my running for a long time since 2016, and I still haven't reached it. I actually talked about that goal back in episode 206 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it would be a good one. For you to listen to too. But what I want to talk about today is how do you manage the overwhelm? What are some practical tools to go after big goals, but doing it in a way where you really know what your steps are? You know what you need to do? You know what next thing you should focus on? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at goals and just look really practical about how to break them down into smaller pieces because the reality is we often have these big lump goals where we think of them and we look at it as this big unit but we make there's mistakes within that that make it hard for us to actually see progress moving towards that big goal and so for me for years my big goal has been I want to run faster. (laughs) my goal is to get under two hours in my half marathon. And so I've always approached it as, okay, I just need to just run faster, get my half marathon time down. And one of the things I realized in doing this race, which was my first live race since before the pandemic, is that's not actually a useful way to approach this goal. It's not helping me actually get that much further towards it. So, Instead, we need to learn how to break them down in really actionable, practical things. And I also think what you need to do is really focus on how do you adjust the experience and create the experience that you want? Because it is so often that we go after goals and we don't think about our experience in the goal. And then it feels crappy. We feel resentment. We feel like the goal makes us less of ourselves because We're constantly measuring ourselves against this thing we haven't reached, and none of those are very helpful for you long-term. So we're going to talk about some practical tools. So first of all, what I wanted to talk about is while I was actually in this half marathon, running it in the depths of it where I was feeling frustrated (laughs) and tired, and I was noticing my self-talk, and I was actually thinking about you guys, because Every single thing I said to myself when I was struggling in the middle of that half marathon was exactly the stuff we all say to ourselves about our weight loss goals. I was saying to myself, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So I started my race hoping to get close to my PR. I had had a lot of challenges in my training because I had had plantar fasciitis, but I felt actually really good. The training and the running I was able to do, I felt really strong with it. I felt good. I hoped that I would get a good result. And so I started off kind of thinking, okay, maybe I'll aim to be close to my PR. I didn't think I would reach my goal of under two hours. I didn't think I'd been able to train enough for it. And I felt good for the first half marathon. And then somewhere in there, the thoughts started to come of, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. This is too hard. My legs are getting too tired. I think I'm slowing down. I'm not going to be able to hold on for the whole time. And just think of all those thoughts and how they reflect to your weight loss journey. Think of all of them and how they reflect in your journey of, I might not be able to reach that goal. This feels too hard. Making these food choices is too hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be low carb enough to get there. The weight loss isn't moving fast enough. They're all very similar thoughts. And you know what happened when I was thinking those thoughts in my race? I literally slowed down. And that's what happens to you too when you're thinking those thoughts in your weight loss is they literally slow you down. They predict failure before failure happens and they create failure, they create struggle. So really watching for those thoughts and as I was noticing them come up and noticing my pace was literally slowing down, I really had to work a lot of mindset. And it's interesting because this is probably the first race I've done where I'm really into the coaching stuff. I'm trying to remember I was doing some coaching the last time I ran a half, but it's been a long time since I've ran a half. And so I was catching myself and I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to work to talk to myself that way. How can I talk to myself in this race? And one of the thoughts I'd used throughout my training that I pulled in in the middle of the race is just quick light feet. So rather than focusing on how far I had to go, what I wanted to focus on was creating ease in that moment, in that when I'm taking those steps, just letting my steps be quick, letting them be light, meaning I'm not like "Er, er, 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 er," digging in everywhere I go. I'm letting it be quick, letting it be light. And again, That relates so much to your weight loss. And what I teach inside Thrive Academy is if we're doing weight loss like... and fighting for every step, it's going to be really hard to reach big goals. You're going to get exhausted. So let's focus on ways to create that quick light feet feeling where you're moving quickly, you're seeing progress, but you're not digging and working and grunting and struggling through to do it. Let's find ways to create a better experience. And so that thought worked really well for me. And I encourage you to think in your own way. We'll ask, what's an equivalent that you could think? One I use in my weight loss and that I teach the members of Thrive Academy for physicians is how can I let it be easy? Let let it be easy. That can be really, really powerful. It can really change things. And then I think there were times in that race where what I started to talk to myself about is, okay, this is a decision moment. Either we slow down and we give up on that goal. You can do that. (laughs) Or we lean in and we keep going, even though it's uncomfortable right now, even though this is a sticking point and we trust that I'm going to be able to do it. And in the race, that's what I did is I was like, okay, this is the point where either I go after reaching that PR or I don't. I make that decision now and I make that decision in every single step that I take from here on. And again, that can be very powerful for weight loss because there are moments where you do have to make a decision. Now, you can change how that decision feels. You can change the experience of that decision. But there are moments where you have to be like, okay, this is a moment where I make that decision. Do I put my goal on the back burner and not worry about it and eat that thing? Or do I decide to do it a bit differently and play with ways I can do it differently and try to stay focused on that goal? I think that was a really helpful conversation to have with myself in that moment. And, you know, what's really interesting about it is when I was talking to myself about, okay, like this would be the moment where you're deciding which one you want to do. What I was thinking about is all the work I'd already done those, you know, Saturday mornings where I'd been out running and doing long runs, the times in the gym, the strength training, the running intervals, the running up hills in order to help myself in this race. And I think it was memories of that that made me be like, no, like this, I'm staying focused on this goal. I've worked towards this. And I think, again, that can be something you can use from your own weight loss because you have worked on your weight loss, regardless of how far you are from your goal regardless if you've regained weight if you haven't been able to lose weight if it's just not coming off as quickly as you'd want it to you have worked on this you've put effort in and sometimes asking yourself that question of okay this is the moment where I make a decision this is a small moment because there's thousands and thousands of small moments in a day this is a small moment where I make a decision do I go after my goal or do I give up a little bit and decide I'm not doing it today But when you decide to make the decision that helps you keep going towards your goal, what you're really doing is honoring the version of yourself that's already put work in, that's already made some sacrifices. I don't love the word sacrifices, but the reality is there are things in weight loss that we have to say no to. If you want to lose weight, you can't say yes to everything that comes across your environment or every food opportunity you have. We do have to say no. I really work on the experience side, so it doesn't feel like a sacrifice, but there's things we have to sacrifice. And when you, in that moment, make that decision, okay, I'm going to stay focused on this goal, you're honoring the version of yourself that has already put work in and already made sacrifices. And I think that's really important to notice. And again, it's not about shaming yourself if there's days where you're like, yeah, no, I'm not focusing on that goal today. I just can't care. Because those happen. I think there's lots of things we can do to help manage them, but they happen. And there's no point in shaming yourself about that at all. But instead, it's about can more of those days be the ones where I choose to stay focused on the goal? And the tips and things I'm going to talk about, I think, will help you make it so that more of those days are the days where you stay focused on the goal because you'll know more about what it is that I'm actually trying to do. What is it that I need to do to stay focused on the goal? Because here's the thing, so often these goals are this big thing. I just need to lose weight. I need to lose weight faster. I need to eat low carb. I need to, for my running, I need to run faster. And they're like these big ball of a goal. And you look at it and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna try and get that thing moving. (laughs) And there's inertia built in and there's no handholds on the ball. You don't know where to grab it to get it to move. And you're kind of spent pushing at it and not really finding any progress. Instead, what I'm going to encourage you to do is you can have a big goal, but we need to be breaking it down into manageable pieces so that maybe there's a few different balls that you're like, okay, this is sizable. I can if I put pressure here, I see movement. If I put pressure here, I see movement. And if I move enough of these balls, I start moving towards this goal. So instead of trying to just move it all as one lump and create changes as one big lump, what we're going to do is focus on breaking it down into manageable things that you can see the how in them, right? When it's this big goal, it's overwhelming. It's hard to see the how. It's hard to be like, Okay, I want this, but how do I actually do it, especially on a day where I'm exhausted from seeing patients and I feel like there's so many demands on my time that it's hard to have mental energy to focus on this goal. When we break it down into really little manageable things, it's easier to see the how. It's easier to stay focused even when it's a busy day. It's When things aren't going the way you want them to, it's easier to problem solve it. It's easier to see where you could create change. When it, you're just looking at it as the big giant boulder and things don't go the way, your only option is, okay, well, push it over here. I'll try and push harder. I'll push with my butt instead of my arms, right? Like there's a minimal number of things. When you break them down into a bunch of smaller balls, you have a lot of options. If things aren't going the way you want, you can be like, okay, maybe I focus on this ball a little bit more. Maybe I break this ball that seems big and I haven't been able to make movement down into some smaller pieces. There's so many different ways you can approach it when you start to break these things down. So the problems when it's the boulder is it's overwhelming. It's not specific enough. There's nothing about the how and it doesn't give you direction. It's just you're always pushing this boulder and you can't tell if you're making any change. So instead, we want to focus on if we can have all these little balls and we can move each of these little balls a little bit, then we start moving the needle on the big goal. We don't have to move everything at once. We don't have to change everything and be perfect with everything at once in order to reach that big goal. And I think that's very, very important because if you're thinking that you need to be perfect with everything at once, guess what? It's gonna get overwhelming and you're gonna stop because nobody's perfect. And the expectation that you go from struggling with your weight to, okay, we're gonna change it all and be perfect with it right away is not a realistic expectation. It's overwhelming. It's gonna make you feel like crap. And if it feels like crap, you're not gonna do it. So let's just let that go. (laughs) Let's focus on... Manageable things where you can see movement, where you don't feel like crap when you're making change. And then that is what moves the needle. It's not perfection that moves the needle towards that big goal, it is consistency. And so let's look at it. And basically, when you have a goal, a big goal, what is helpful is actually thinking not just, okay, how do I run faster? It's looking at what are the elements within this where I could make some improvements. So coming back to my half marathon example, what I noticed is my brain thought very differently at the end of this race once it recovered because the the first day after I was like, I can't barely walk. But then once I recovered, I was able to think differently about that race. It wasn't just like, okay, I just need to like next time I got to run faster, got to run faster what I noticed is my brain was automatically looking at, okay, what worked well? And then what were the areas that seemed like there were weaknesses within this race? And what do I think would happen if I worked on shoring these weaknesses up? And I actually feel pretty confident that I'm going to get under that two hour because I feel like I have a very good plan this time of how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to improve that time. Whereas I didn't other times. It was just like, okay, I'll try another half marathon program. I'll try and just run better. (laughs) Um, Whereas now I have some really specific things. I'm like, okay, what worked well is overall my legs were strong, but what was challenging was my feet and calf muscles. They wore out. And some of that is, I just didn't have the time on my feet. Some of it was, I was rehabbing from a plantar fasciitis. But so that's a big thing is more time on my feet before my next race, really focusing on building that, like just tolerance to the longer running better than what I was able to this time and more calf strength, calf and foot strength. That's going to, I think, help my race, but also will help prevent injury because that's the injuries I've been getting lately are all, every time I go to physio, I get given the calf raises. And so that's one of my things is I need to do more calf raises. So what you want to think about is what are the areas where you could put some focus, where there's room for improvement? And in those areas... How could you build consistency, not perfection, right? So it's not that I'm going to go out and run every single one of my training runs at this pace that I would have to run a two-hour half marathon at. That would get tiring and mentally and physically and put me at risk of injury. But how can I build consistency on doing my calf raises, doing more weight when I'm doing my calf raises? How can I build consistency on building more strength in my legs with other strengthening exercises? How can I work on consistency to run more and spend more time on my feet overall to maintain the distance I have right now and be at a good spot when I start building towards another race? These are all the questions I've been asking myself. And then think what challenges can come up. This is really important because most challenges you experience in your weight loss in your eating are going to be predictable. They feel like surprises. <laughs> and I laugh because I have spent so many years feeling surprised by my desire for French fries. And yet it's 100% predictable. I can now predict the days where I'm going to really want to eat French fries, or I'm going to want to eat in the evenings because these challenges are predictable. So getting curious, what are the challenges? What are the challenges I can predict and what could I do about them? So if we're using my racing analogy, some of the challenges are going to be when I'm on call, it's hard to get my running in sometimes, depending on how busy call is. What could I do about it? Well, I can just let shorter runs be okay those days. I can run closer to home. I can run on the treadmill. I can decide that it's probably okay if when I'm on call, if I miss the odd run and then catch up on days where I'm not on call. There's a whole lot of ways I can approach it. But if I go into thinking, okay, I want to get under two hours on a half and I need to be really consistent with my races and damn it, I'm on call every two weeks and I keep missing runs and I leave it at that of like, oh, I hope I don't miss my run. That's going to be an issue reaching my goal. I'll be far better off thinking, okay, predictably when I'm on call, there will be days where I can't run or I'm tired and I don't want to run because I was up the night before. How do I want to handle it? How do I want to build success despite of this challenge? And I encourage you to think about that with any of your eating or weight loss challenges. How do you want to approach them? Try to predict as many challenges, anticipate them as much as possible, and make plans around them. Um, That is probably, if I think about it, one of the biggest things that I've done in my own weight loss that makes a difference for me is I've really learned, and this is what I teach inside Thrive Academy for Physicians too, is... I've learned and I teach people how to figure out what are your challenges and how do you problem solve them? How could you see multiple options on how to problem solve them and choose the one that feels the best for you? It doesn't have to be our tendency is always we choose the one that feels like the kind of hardest that like, oh, yeah, that'll do it type feeling. And that's not always the one that's going to help you be most successful. I think you're far better looking at all the options. And instead of going to the default one of like giving up the food we most don't want to give up or like, okay run harder, like run longer at race pace, things like that. It's like, OK, there's all these different options. Which one do I think is going to work best for me now? which one do I think I'll enjoy the most and choosing it that way. And then the last question I want you to ask yourself is how can I improve the experience of this? And really think about that as a question you probably haven't asked yourself in your weight loss, because we don't think we have control over our experience. We've been told the experience is going to suck. And basically the messaging we have received with a weight-biased society is it's kind of your fault you're here anyways. so it's going to suck and you're just going to have to buck up and do it. I think that's a pile of crap. (laughs) That's not true. Number one, it's not your fault that you struggle with eating your weight and it does not have to suck. And really, if we focus on the experience of how can we do this in a way that actually feels good, how can we do this in a way that makes our life better, that makes our day feel better, you are going to be so much more successful. Picture how much more sustainable it is if you're going after a big goal, doing stuff that feels good and that you like to do versus always doing stuff that you wish you could be doing something else. It's totally different. It's a total different game changer. So just to summarize those questions for you guys, number one is what do you need to focus on? Break that big boulder down into a bunch of smaller manageable balls. If you break one down and you're like, this ball still feels too big to move, Break it down further. Look at it and be like, how could I break this down further? What's a smaller piece of this that I could focus on? Number two, how could you build consistency in this area? Not perfection. Give yourself a break. Perfection does not lead to long-term weight loss goals. Perfection leads to the yo-yo because you're on and off. You're I'm perfect or I'm not. I'm perfect or I'm not. Consistency is what gets you to your goals. Number three, what challenges can you predict that will come up? And what do you want to do about them? How could you problem solve around them? This is something that we often shy away from or like we focus on the do. I just need to do this, but you are going to be so much stronger in reaching your goal if you focus on, okay, I'm going to work on this, but also I'm going to think about the things that might go wrong and I'm going to make plan B, plan C, plan D for those so that I'm supported no matter what happens. I don't have to fear failure because I've got plans for all the different things that might happen. And then number four, how can I improve the experience of this? And that is a power question. Like I said, you probably have never asked yourself that in your weight loss, Ask yourself that every single day. You deserve to lose weight in a way that feels good to you. You deserve to have an experience in your weight loss that you love because that is going to get you to your goal so much more than doing things you hate. I promise you. It feels almost, I think when I work with physicians on this and we start working on, let's make it easy. Let's make it enjoyable. It's almost this piece of us that is like untrusting if it feels good because we've been Taught so much that weight loss shouldn't feel good that we're like, wait, I'm suspicious of this because I'm actually enjoying myself. (laughs) But that's amazing. If you're enjoying yourself and it's working for your body, it's going to be so much more sustainable. All right, that's what I have for you. If you want to stay out of overwhelm on a big goal, focus on small steps, break it down, break it down, break it down, break it down focus on the experience, make it enjoyable as much as possible. Ask yourself the question. And if you hate what you're doing, give yourself the gift of taking some time to problem solve around it and then work on managing that self-talk at any big goal. There will be those times like in that middle of the half marathon that I had where I was like, maybe I should just stop. (laughs) Maybe I'll just, I'll just walk now. And how you talk to yourself in those moments. So when your brain's like, yeah, I think we'll just give up on this goal or I just don't think I'm going to be able to do this. That's normal. Don't panic. But it's how you talk to yourself in that moment that matters. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. Post any comments below. I would love to hear from you. And we'll talk to you later. All right. I hope that that was really helpful for you. Play with this stuff that I taught in this session. It really will make a difference to how your goals feel for you. And if you love this idea of changing your experience of going after a big goal and you'd like to get some expert support along the way, that's what I do. That's what I'm here for. I love helping physicians like you go from feeling frustrated by your weight loss goals, out of control with eating, struggling with things like binge eating, all of that stuff, to finding peace with food, seeing movement towards your goals, but feeling so incredibly better about it. And that's why the program is called Thrive Academy for Physicians, because it's about not just losing weight, but thriving in your weight loss and thriving in your life at the same time. That's what we do. If you're interested, head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab, and you can fill out an application form there to request a consultation with me. So once you fill out the form, you will hear from me to talk about setting up a time for us to talk. You have to be a physician to request the consultation. Right now, I only work with physicians, MD or DOs. Any questions, feel free to email me, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.